this very strange phenomenon happens when you become a mom and the kids are doing their thing and you're trying to make an income and put food on the table. And it's this thing called a chronically dirty house. It's like things multiply. There's stuff everywhere. And it really tries to take over your entire life. (laughs) The reality is, is that You actually don't have to clean all day to have a clean house. The children, the food, the work, the homework, the play, and everything else that takes place in your home doesn't have to keep you running 24-7. I know it seems impossible, but I swear we're going to get into it today because there are some key elements that you can prioritize in your home to keep you from feeling like an on-call maid that just constantly works an overtime shift after overtime shift and can never catch a break. The way I make this happen in my home may look a little different than how it looks in yours, but either way, the key elements of a clean and tidy home are the same. I'm going to break it all down for you inside of today's episode. So what do you say? Let's find out what it's going to take and jump in to today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. I've got some super exciting news to share with you before we hop into today's episode. It is about to be a brand new year. Have you ever wondered how in the world Is Chelsea Joe able to accomplish so much in her business day after day, week after week, month after month, and keep up with managing her home? Well, guess what? I am bringing to you a brand new workshop just for you happening live one time and one time only. If you hurry right now, you can get 50% off early bird pricing right now. Go to chelseajoe.co backslash plan 2023. Plan your 2023 goals with me. That's what we're going to be doing on December 14th at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Live with me, a 75-minute session where I teach you exactly what my secrets are. I help you map out your goals, goals in your business, goals for your home, what is attainable, what's achievable, how to actually stick with a plan that you put in place. No more being afraid to commit to goals because you are actually going to accomplish them in 2023. I know you have big dreams and I know you want to get stuff done and I know what's holding you back. It held me back for years and now year after year after year, I am growing leaps and bounds because of the way that I plan my goals and I'm sharing it with you. Come plan your 2023 goals with me. I want to see you accomplish everything that you set out to do next year and I want it to be super realistic at the same time. Go to chelseajoe.co backslash plan 2023 to snag a ticket for you. And shoot, you can even snag a ticket for your friend. Planning goals is so much fun when you have an accountability buddy. 
you know what, send this episode to them and say, you know what, I think we should do this. Send them chelseajoe.co backslash plan 2023 and say, I want to do this with you. And if you buy right now in the next seven days, you're going to get 50% off of our workshop price. Early bird pricing is always the best. So don't delay. Go snag your ticket right now. I can't wait to see you on December 14th. I am so excited about this episode right now. It's so timely with the holidays and the new year coming. And there's just a lot on your plate. I'm feeling it from all of the people that I work with, feeling it a little bit in my own home. I actually have a really busy week myself this week. My annual um, CEO retreat is this weekend where I flush out everything that happened over the last year, everything that's going to be happening in the year coming up. I go over my own goals, the exact process that I'm teaching inside of my workshop. I'm digesting it down and making it really, really easily digestible for you guys. And so please make sure that you do grab a ticket to that. This is a process that is extremely well rehearsed in my life. I've taught many others how to do this process for years now And it's something that I continue to do in my own life. And with that being on my plate, me being out of town and being completely unavailable for my family for many days in a row to be able to make this happen, I am looking at extra things on my plate. And a lot of that tends to just really put this weight on us. And it is almost immobilizing at times, but in that process, Anything and everything out of place in our home feels even heavier. Now, even whenever it's not a busy time of year, a messy, dirty, just unkept house is the number one way to feel discouraged and really to decrease your productivity. I can't say enough about how much more productive you will be when you get your house into working order. But what I don't want you to experience is having to clean all day, every day, and A, just to turn around and feel like you got nothing accomplished. I really don't want that to be happening. But also, I don't want just the constant cleaning to be what you feel like you have to do in order to just keep up or in order to just maintain what you're doing. I've really found a better way of going about it that's more effective and more efficient. And by better, I mean more effective and more efficient. To me, anything that is more effective and more efficient is by my definition better. Um, That might not always be the case for every person. But for all of us that are listening right now that really are trying to achieve in our home and our families and in our businesses and the work that we do, efficiency is key, right? So I actually have several different questions lined up for you to really sit down and think about, am I going to teach you the exact steps to get this done? No, I can't really teach you exactly the specific formula and method that your home needs. I mean, actually can get you pretty close, but we've done that here on the podcast so many times. And this really has been inspired by the flood of recent new incredible students that I've had join me over inside of my program and listening to their experiences for the first week or two when they come into the program and sitting with them on the calls and really just getting to chat with them 
and hear what their struggles are has made me realize that this has been a this has been resolved in my life for so many years now that I have forgotten what it feels like to constantly be cleaning in my house. Now, that isn't to say that I don't experience frustrations. I actually just remember over the weekend, like spitting fire and being like, oh my gosh, I feel like this house is always a mess. You know, like that, that moment of like, everything's undone. But for us, that happens so few and far between now that I've forgotten what it feels like to chronically live in that space. Now, I just want to be really transparent and say that our house does get undone. We do get behind on things from time to time. And right now in this season of my life, what that looks like is our girls are so imaginative and they play their hearts out. And sometimes one of the things that we're going to talk about in here today, which I'm not going to give it away just yet, sometimes that is the catalyst for the entire living room coming undone or often right now it's their bedrooms being undone. They're really separated from our house. They're upstairs and nothing else is upstairs, but their bedrooms. And so sometimes we're not up there very much. And when we are, we're in and we're out and it's not built into the system and that we have with them being a little bit older. And so obviously that's a growing pain of ours that we need to address and we are addressing it and we're just adjusting some of our routine stacks and where we're putting those specific tidy cues inside of our time blocks to be able to make that happen for us. But chronically, just consistently feeling like you have to clean all day, every day to keep up with your house. And here's where the big shift happened. I teach a zone cleaning and you've heard me chat about this so much. And I've taught you this down to the nitty gritty. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, how do you only clean your house for two hours every week? and it not be filthy. And so here's the first thing that we're going to talk about right now. You need to have a very clear, defined definition of what cleaning up is and what tidying or picking up is. And what I've come to find with so many is that you're putting the definition of I'm constantly cleaning my house under the bucket of I'm picking up or I'm tidying. So get really clear with yourself on what are you actually cleaning and what are you actually just picking up and putting back and putting away. To me, doing the dishes is not cleaning my house. Cleaning is reserved for like what you would pay a house cleaner to do. And when you pay a house cleaner, your house has to be for all my friends that house have house cleaners, they're always like, oh, I have to go, ha- I have to go clean the house before the house cleaner comes because that word is used so interchangeably and you've got to stop doing that. Why you ask, why do you have to stop using that whenever it's actually picking up? Because there's so much of a mental hack that's happening whenever I say I need to go tidy up. It feels quick. It feels simple and it should be. It should be quick and it should be simple. This should not be super complicated. Cleaning on the other hand, although I've found a way to make it much more simple and not drudgery, that is that is something that's actually you getting into the depths, like the cleaning of the tiles, the cleaning of the drapes, like actual cleaning, like washing getting dirt out, getting filth out, scrubbing, like that spilled milk stain. (laughs) It's just been sitting on the counter for a few days where somebody didn't wipe it up. Like, 
We're talking about like cleaning all the things, okay? Now we need to address this other incredible concept that I feel very, very, very strongly about and a question to ask yourself and to observe your kids too. Whenever you go into a space and you leave, like you do something in the bedroom, you do something in the bathroom, you do something in your kitchen, you do something in your craft room or your office, do you leave that space better than the way that you found it? Are you picking up before you ever move on? Like, is it built into your habits to really what you think is just supposed to be? Like something that's so natural for you when you come in and cook before you ever leave the kitchen, are your dishes done? This, if you do, if you just do nothing else in your home and in your life, this will serve you well. It really will. And here we're going to take this a step further. First of all, obviously look at your habits here and look at your choices when it comes to the area that you're in and how you typically leave it. Like you'll know, what does your desk look like? Do you have, you know, your, the wrapper from your bar or the empty soda can or LaCroix can? Hopefully it's a sparkling water and not a soda. Let me just throw that crunchy little tidbit out there, (laughs) right? Hopefully you're in a position where you're really good at this and you've created this as a habit for yourself and really is just like a foundational principle that you choose to live by. And if you haven't, before you ever look to your kids or your husband, look at yourself and realize where can you get really good at this. And that might take you months, honestly, before you even open your mouth to anyone else in your house. It might take you months to practice this. But let's now talk about how do we how do we bring this forward to our kids? Because this really is how you're going to stop cleaning all the time and how you're going to stop picking up all the time. I want you to really, truly begin to have this skill and gain an understanding for when your kids are, are about to get ready to move on from whatever activity they're doing to the next. So being able to anticipate when they are just about to be done, like they're not done yet. And you could maybe, they might, they just might sit and play for about five more minutes. That's when you know. And I'm talking like really play for five minutes before they start to get antsy. If they've already started to get antsy or bored with the thing that they're doing, you've, you're, you've blown it. You're too late. (laughs) Not it. One, two, three, not it. That's not it. What you do want to do is make sure that you get to them maybe call it 10 minutes, maybe just a air on the side of safety. Let's look at them 10 minutes. So this means you got to be really observant with your children and notice what their pattern is for what they do when they start to get bored with an activity. You may be working with kids that are really young and have super short attention spans all the way up to your teenagers. This does not matter. You need to look at what their MO is and you need to anticipate it. Okay, I got that. Now what do I do, Charles? So from here, you are going to hand over hand guide and model for them what it looks like to clean up that space before they move on. There is literal magic in this timing 
And you will know if you got it wrong (laughs) because they will be like, no, you know, I'm done. They won't want to help clean up. But if they're still invested in those Legos, then here's, here's the tricky part. If they're super invested and they're not ready to clean up, that's okay. Just back off. But if you see them starting to get bored slightly, then you bump in and say, oh my gosh, you're excited. I love what this is. I love what you built, whatever. Are you so excited to go in color now? Yeah. Are you so excited to move on to whatever the thing is that they're moving on to? Yeah. Okay. Let's come pick up our Legos so that we can go color. And it becomes this thing that you should even be training yourself to do and you should be modeling, but then you're hand over hand doing it with your children, no matter what age they are. It doesn't matter what age they are. This absolutely will work. You just have to change your language to fit what's appropriate for them in that time. Involving, here's the next thing that I'm going to talk about that is just kind of like the next natural progressions to what we're talking about here. And it's involving your kids in the cleanup of their own space. And I don't mean like the activity per se. I mean, if they have their own bathroom, they should be involved in cleaning it. And this is how you are going to stop cleaning all the time because they're going to start cleaning all the time. And even if it's the activity, either one, the activity or the space, they absolutely will eventually, if you do not let up on this and 95% of the time, maybe even 90% of the time you could get away with being there and anticipating the, the boredom and the I'm done with this. If you miss that window of opportunity, it is so much harder to get them back to that space to clean up. Whether that is an actual mess, their toothpaste and their whatever. I don't even know what happens in there. I don't, I don't really don't even begin to understand what happens with the toothpaste and the toothbrush and the mirror. No one could pay me enough money to brush my teeth in that manner to where that much toothpaste goes in that many places. I just really, truly don't understand it. And I don't have boys, so I don't really even begin to understand what happens in the bathroom, but I've heard it's a thing. So here's the deal. I also don't understand why Frankie Joe's clothes cannot make it into the hamper. I don't understand it. I just, it's a really strange phenomenon. And I've, I've heard that there are adults that are like this too, (laughs) whether it is the husband or the wife, we shall not share, but I have heard that there are just like these things, you know, and I have my things too, obviously, but there's like really funny ones to me that I'm like, why, how does this happen? And so you as the, the keeper of the house, right? You're the one that holds the key to the gateway to this incredibly beautiful home. It is your job to sit back and say, like me, Hey, I've observed, you probably aren't going to use that word, but yeah, I've observed that like, this is really challenging for you. So I'm going to move the hamper right over here. Like I'm literally going to put the hamper outside the shower or wherever it is that the clothes are always dropped. They'll probably just move the clothes. That one we're still working on. Uh, but like when it comes to the bathroom or any other place in the house, like what can you do to anticipate that? Can you put out cleaning wipes that are like literally there and open and ready for them to pull so that it's so much easier for them to wipe up their own messes? We've started leaving a towel 
like a hand towel that's actually for wiping out the sink in the girls' bathrooms so they can start wiping it down. Literally teaching them after we get done brushing our teeth, we take our hand and we wipe the sink down with the water and then dry it out with the towel. Like This is how my house is staying clean, you guys, and I'm not constantly cleaning because I'm teaching my children how to do it and I'm doing it for myself. Again, we're not perfect at this, but I'll tell you, it doesn't take anything near perfection for this to alleviate the amount of time that you're spending, quote unquote, cleaning and picking up in your house. Okay, here's the next category that we got to talk about is your clutter. If you've got clutter everywhere, that is your problem. That is where to start. Hands down, get rid of the stuff. It is your bottleneck. You've got to start getting rid of things. Now, lastly, as we wrap up here, I want to talk about three really interesting and kind of big, once you get through those little things and you start implementing them, I want to talk about whether or not you have systems in place that are strategically set up for you to clean and for you to tidy. Now, this is like, when are you doing laundry every week so that you don't get behind? And it needs to be strategic. It needs to be on a day that works. It needs to be in a time frame where it's actually going to work and you got to show up for it or you are going to get backed up and you are going to feel like you're doing laundry all the time. Again, if laundry is the problem, you probably have too many clothes. You probably have too big of a laundry basket. If your laundry baskets are in your laundry room, you're killing yourself. You've got to get laundry hampers in everyone's bedrooms. I won't do the laundry podcast episode right now, but if that's your problem, there is there are really easy solutions that will make that so much better. So just make sure that you systemize this. We've got episodes all over the place for you to figure out what system you need for what. And if you didn't know, we have this really incredible spreadsheet that's searchable. Uh, we call it our podcast vault. You can go to chelseajoe.co backslash podcast vault, and it will literally let you search. You could just search the word laundry or dishes or whatever, and it will point you into the direction and it will pop up a couple different episodes for you that you can start with. Um, and it's really, really fun because then it can like target specific episodes that you want to listen to. Either way, just make sure that you have systems on board for all of the key areas in your home that you want to keep tidy and that you want to be deep cleaning on a regular basis. Okay. Here is another one that is really, really important. And then I'm going to give you my last little tidbit and we'll wrap up here. We've touched briefly on noticing and being observant of people's behaviors. But what I want to talk about with this specifically is allowing yourself to be creative, thinking outside of the box on how you can outsource different things to your family. Specifically, when you're looking at their strengths, their weaknesses, what can you begin to outsource to them that feels really fun, that feels light to them instead of just assigning a random chore? We've completely gotten rid of that word in our family and we have ingrained this tidying and this cleaning up and this picking up process as just a part of what we do. And when there's something that needs to be done in the house that's really hard for the kids that they don't want to do on their own, we do it with them. We make it fun. We pop music on. We play games. Like we make this process fun because this is our family This is what life looks like together. And I want my kids to have incredible memories of what it looked like to tidy up 
to clean up, to do laundry, right? So just get really, really creative. Don't just follow in the footsteps footsteps of what your parents did because that's just what they did. Like you have the ability to think for yourself here and to create something really special with your family, even around cleaning and chores. I actually think it's those really mundane things whenever we stop and we put some creative thinking and some different kinds of solutions to them that really make the most incredible memories for your family. It's those things that your children are going to remember most. And if you think about when you were growing up, some of the things that you remember most, it's the repetitive mundane stuff and what that looked like and sounded like and felt like for you as a child are the things that you remember most. And so if they were good, you're probably repeating those. Quite frankly, if they were bad, you're probably more likely that it's probably more likely that you are repeating those as well. And so this is your opportunity to sit down and really look at what that looks like. That goes a lot deeper than just talking about how to get out of cleaning 24-7 in your house and still have a clean house. But the truth of the matter is, is that if this is fun for your family, everyone is going to want to pitch in more and help you. So you are not going to be the one that is cleaning 24-7. Last and certainly not least, one of my favorite things that I think gets overlooked a lot by families now is a word that we hear all the time and it's called boundaries. But I want to talk about boundaries, physical boundaries in your physical space. I'm talking about your kids actually having a respect for spaces in the home that are not for them and them not destroying spaces that really aren't intended for them. Now, we do this loosely-ish. My kids are welcome into my bedroom. My kids are welcome into my bathroom, but they are not welcome to take my brush out of my drawer, go brush their hair with it, and then leave it somewhere. They're not welcome to do that. I don't do that to their things in their in their space, and they're not going to do that to my things in my space, and they're not going to do that in communal spaces either, like the kitchen or the living room. Like, this is, we teach really hard boundaries with this, And I say really hard boundaries, meaning this is something that we implement all the time. This isn't something that I just do like every once in a while. It's like, hey, those are my things and I am more than happy to share them with you. But you've got to respect the fact that I'm going to need that tomorrow at 7 a.m. and I have 10 minutes to use it and I don't want to go looking for it. So you need to make sure that you put those things back and make sure that you're treating them with respect and care. So all of this kind of lumps into how you're respecting your home and how we're respecting each other's things from top down, from you all the way down into everyone else that is responsible for supporting and keeping house with you. I just want you to kind of pick up the reins and be like, hey, this really is my skill set. This really is my responsibility. Even if you don't feel like you're very skilled at it right now, it's just because you you've never thought of it this way, but now you are going to start thinking of it this way and you are going to grow this skill set. And I want you to get a little bit of confidence. I want you to assert yourself a little bit and say, Hey, like when you come in and you use my bathroom or my bathtub or my shower, or you're in our kitchen, this isn't just your space. These aren't just your dishes. These aren't just your blankets or your bath towels. This isn't just your garage or your backyard. This is a space for everyone. And so I need you to insert the thing that you need them to do. All of these things are going to allow you to create this rhythm within your family that just instinctually 
cleans as they go and leaves the space better than the way that they found it so that you're not stuck in this horrible cycle of constantly cleaning. Obviously, in a short recap and a review of what we just talked about, there's some decluttering that's going to need to happen. You also are going to have to manage your own habits. You also are going to have to focus on whether or not you really are leading by example, right? You're going to have to get in there with your kids and do some of this dirty work with them and model this and show them what this looks like. But at the end of the day, the six months, the year, the two years, you're going to have this insanely well-oiled machine that you're going to want to shout from the rooftops and tell everyone about. And you know what? I heard somebody say the other day, like the time that it's going to take you to get there is literally going to pass anyway. You might as well focus on making it better right now. Don't delay in this, like really focus on this because I know this is a struggle and a, and a real pain point for so many people and it likely is for you, which is why you're listening to this right now. So just little by little by little by little, start focusing on whatever speaks to you the most out of this entire episode. Go back, take notes, write it all down, highlight the things that you feel like really stand out for you and your family get her done, friend. I hope so much to see you over inside of my goal planning workshop for 2023. We're going to jam on some incredible stuff. I am so excited to pour into you. Once you sign up and you purchase your ticket, you're going to get some really cool emails from me that are just kind of teaching you how to prepare for this event. And obviously right now, the tickets are still on sale. These are only $27 tickets, you guys. Super, super affordable. You're going to get so much out of it. You're going to set the foundation and really this massive springboard for your success next year. And I would be so honored and so grateful to be a part of it. So again, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash plan 2023 to grab your ticket right now. And until next time. I'll be hanging out with you over inside of the Facebook group, and I hope to see you back here real soon on another episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.